Amen. Well, everybody ready to participate a little bit in today's sermon? Both of these? That's good. <laughs> no, but I just want to ask you a question here. If I ask you, do you believe God has the power to do great things? What would you say? Would you say amen? Amen. All right. Now, if I said, uh, do you believe God has the power and, and the ability and, and would like to do great things in you? What would you say? Amen. All right. We're on the right track, man. This is the right message for right now. Always. But you know, a lot of times what happens is we believe that. We say that, but then we don't put ourselves in that position to, to hear that, right? Does that make sense? So many times we get so preoccupied with the things of the world uh, and just get overwhelmed that, you know what, we're not available to God. And sometimes we've got to slow down and just go back to the beginning and, and, and say, you know what, Lord, what's the most important thing? Lord, help me set my schedule. Holy Spirit, guide me so that I can, I can be about your business. So that's really the message today. And the Lord, as he always does, he just takes people and puts them in my path during the week just to confirm the message. So we got some good stories. And y'all know we got some stories, right? Sharing what's going on. Miles is already left. And he don't know anything yet. But it was just a good time in the Lord this week, amen? So we expect God to do things. We want God to do things. But a lot of times we just get so busy. And, and we miss the opportunities in our life. So what I pray is that, you know what, Lord, help us not to miss the God opportunities. How many of God opportunities are every day, every minute, every, every way? Ministry everywhere you go, you know? And so I, I want us to really kind of cultivate that in our heart this morning. And what, uh, when I was reading through the Word, you know, the Lord just really showed me this. I said, well, give me a good example of, of you know, different folks. It's always good to, to, to just have somebody you can point your finger to and say, well, that, that guy's life made a difference. That, that guy's life made a difference. Let me tell you, everybody's life in here makes a difference. It has the ability to make the difference. But if you really want to make a difference, we need to be available to God, amen? Because that's what's going to make the, the pay the eternal dividends. You know, where I work at, a lot of guys, they, they get that wrapped around the wheel on their 401k. I mean, they come in there biting their nails and everything, they're investing this, you know. Uh, poor bellies went down, everybody's sad. If something else went up, everybody's lovey-dovey. And, and it's like this, it's, it's this ride, you know. But, you know, they said, you don't seem to worry about that too much. I really don't. Because I really, as long as the Lord let me preach this gospel, I'm not quitting. So I'm going to be doing something. And it's going to be trying to do God's work. That's what, that's what my, my life heart is, to just serve the Lord. Amen? But, you know, also, we invest so much time. You know, research everything. And I think it's good to have a plan. Don't, I'm not saying that. Um, I think it's good to, to make sure you can take care of things. You know, God has, has uh, given us things to be good stewards and stuff. So we want to be good stewards. But just think, if we invested that time, wisdom, knowledge, and, and that, that uh, enthusiasm into the things of the Lord, which pay, by the way, eternal dividends, amen? Eternal dividends. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I told you this uh, many times. This year, I have done more funerals since January than I've done in 15 years of ministry. And I have never yet had anybody tell me while I'm sitting beside their bed, man, can you bring my trophies? Hey, can you bring my bank book? No, they want the family, and they want to know about the security of Christ. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. We're going to tell you about the great love that God has for us today. And I tell you, um, I'm going to pull this up here. This is really, if you've got your Bibles with you today, I want you to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 26. And so we've got to do a little unpacking here. And uh, I want to give you a little background on what's going on. Okay, So we're going to be looking at the life of Philip. You might say, who's Philip? We'll give you a little background on that. Philip was a, was a Jew. He was a Christ follower. And he was in charge of the food ministry. He was evangelist. He was one of the first to preach the gospel outside of Jerusalem. And the one thing you're going to see here, he was available. 
Are you available today? Let me hear amen if you're available. Well, you know what? That's good. Because we always need people available. And let's go ahead. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to get Tim to follow along as I read some of this. If you got your Bibles with you, like I said, we're going to start at Acts. Acts chapter 8. We're going to go up to about uh, from 26 to 34. And so uh, if don't, jump up on here and we'll, we'll get it going. Are you ready there, Tim? All right. Starts out on verse 26. It says, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down to the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. And he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a unit of great authority under the queen of Ethiopia. Excuse me, my tongue tied. Alright, the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he, had, he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of, of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? Verse 31, the man said, the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. Alright, now we can breeze through that. You guys have probably heard that many times, that story, and we can pick a few things out there. But what I really want to do is take a look at three keys that the Lord showed me while I was studying this week, okay? So how do you know it's a good thing to start with people right where they are, amen? What do we always say when somebody comes here? I always promise them three things. I said, we're going to love you right where you are. We're going to, we're going to show you what God says in His Word. And you're going to have an opportunity to receive what God's got for you. Three things. Those three things are really the, the bedrock of the ministry when, when people come to say, hey, well, what do y'all believe? Well, let me tell you what we believe. You know? And so we're going to go ahead and look at that. So look at this. It's great to start right where they are. But it's also great to love them right where they are. So I'm going to say amen on that. Amen. Yeah, we, I mean, we really need to do this. So let's go ahead and dig in a little bit. If you got your handouts, grab them. And we're really going to be talking about being led by the Spirit. Okay? So here we go. I always say it's a teaching and a preaching. So this is what we want to do this morning. We're looking at Philip, right? I'm going to give you a little background. This is what was going on when the Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to go out in the middle of this desert. All right? You ready for this? He was right in the middle of some really powerful ministry. He was over the food ministry and stuff. If you go back a few verses over to like uh, verse 6 and 7 in that same chapter, it says, hey, he was preaching in Samaria. People were getting saved. There were great signs and miracles. Everything was going on. They had paralyzed people. Man, he was just, man, the Lord was boom, moving. People were walking out of this. The healing was coming everything else. He was casting out demons. And said, when the demons come out, now! Yellow coming out. Gone. The name of Jesus is powerful, isn't it? So this is what's going on. And this is what happened. Verse 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. And guess what? We probably could have said, this right here. This is what we say at Miles. Say what? What? Can you imagine that? Now here, everything's going on. I just set the stage. He's over the food ministry. He's doing this. People getting saved. People that can't walk are walking. Everything else is going on, right? And, and, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go out on this desert strip here. But you know what he did? He jumps right in, doesn't he? So many times, you know, what, what would we say? You know what we'd probably say? 
send Tanya, right? Send Tim, send Kevin, send Grace. So we say, well, just send somebody else. Lord, did I really hear you right? Because this is what's really happening. I mean, you really don't want me to go. I mean, people get saved. I'm doing the work, right? But God's timing is the best thing, man. We turn around, you know, look at all the time. Hey, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll do it right after all this kind of cools down. He didn't tell you to do it when things cool down. He says, go. See, that's where we miss God's best so many times. We start trying to fit him, take him out of the God box, try to put him in your box, right? And start pulling it. Well, let's see. You know, I've got a lot of stuff going. You know, we're going ball on Saturday, so I can probably do that between, you know, one and two. That's not like that. Ministry every day, everywhere, every way. You're going to see how when he's obedient to, to what God's got going on, how God blesses that. So we just imagine, you know, just, just, what's, what's happening here? Hey, let's go here and be about what God's got going on. Well, what does he do? Verse 27. So he started out and he met the treasure of Ethiopia. He doesn't question. He didn't wait. He didn't take a vote. He didn't do rock, paper, scissors with the Lord. Right? He just went. Do we do that? Or do we do the other thing? Uh, I don't know. Give me another sign. Tell me something else. I'm trying to really drill that point in to that obedience and availability. Amen? And God just wants to bless us right there. You know, we're talking about send somebody else. What's going on? Well, you know what? He starts out, and, and, and this, is, this is what I want us to see here. This is an ordained thing. This is a divine deal. That guy was, what did he say, a treasure of Ethiopia? Hey, look, God knew who he was. He knew where he was. He knew that he was going to have great impact over a whole other area here, man. So, you know, a lot of times we see what's going on and we see the big numbers and we see a lot of different things. We might see stuff on TV. We might see different churches in the area that are thriving and, and just a lot of people. And I think that's great. But I'm going to tell you what, they're none less effective. They're no more effective than what we are right here. Right? Because y'all saw the stats, right? You saw the different things of people listening all over the world, right? Through what y'all are doing and what God's doing and what God's giving and all that. Just think, the power, what did we talk about a week ago? The impact of one? The power of one? Man, you might be that one. She might be that one. But are we available is the whole thing. So when I'm looking at this, I think, man, this is really amazing. He's trusting in God's time. And, and you know, I got something this week I thought was really neat. Oh, y'all yell at me because I was never a big Facebook guy, but it's a great ministry tool, so forgive me. Out of the blue, this, I think it was this week, I got this. You ready? Good morning, Pastor. You may or may not remember me, but I believe we met in the Smoky Mountains many years ago. I'm thinking, who is this guy? I've been to the Smoky Mountains. I'm thinking, is it a restaurant? I really is. Is it talking about Smoky Bones? I really want to think it. And then the Lord said, no, way back. Over 10, 12 years ago, way back, look at this. He said, oh, we had a wonderful conversation, I had a wonderful conversation with you and it really struck a chord with me. It's funny, in life, you meet strangers along the way and some really make a good impression while others you easily forget. Just want to thank you for all you do and for your unselfish dedication and desire to spread God's word. Um, and it goes on from there. So that's not, I'm bringing that up for one reason. Not saying, oh, look at what I'm saying, look at this. I didn't even think about that. And then the Lord reminded me. We went way, way, way somewhere. I guess it was in the Smoky Mountains. It was out of my, my uh, area code, so I know it was somewhere. And I think we ended up playing guitar on a picnic bench, if I remember now. It was real pretty water out there and everything. And I go, I think I remember talking to that guy now. 
I'm telling you, this had to be probably 12 years ago. What does all that mean? You know what? A word that's spoken in season, boy, can change a lot of things. I bet you could go back in your life and you really think about it. If you could just go back and say, you know, this person here, this coach, this teacher, my neighbor, the lady down the street spoke into my life and started turning, turning my life back to God. Never underestimate the power of kind word. Amen? Point to Jesus. I just thought that was a, this is a real time thing that happened. I'm thinking, I don't, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. But you know what? As I continue to pray about it, the Lord kept bringing things back. I go, wow, isn't that amazing? Now, I might not never see that guy walk in the door, but guess what? That's what I'm going to see him when we get to heaven. You know? So I want you to say, I want you to look at this. The things that we think are not a lot of bells and whistles and lightning bolts and all that stuff. Let me tell you, what you're doing is just as important when you're lifting somebody else up and pointing them to Jesus. Amen? Well, let's take a look at this. God's timing is perfect. We know it's the best, but we still want to march to the beat of our own drum. No way it ends in. We do that now. And, and you know what? I, I said we need to march to the beat of our own drum. Or we can say this, uh, unavailable and disobedient. That would be the same thing, right? No, I'm just going to do it my way. Well, you know, his way's the best. But a lot of times we just balk and kick and scream the whole time. But you know what? God's timing is perfect. And I wrote this down. I said this. God's timing brings God results. God's timing brings God-sized results. That's what we want, right? What do I always say? Little as much as when Jesus is in. Can you think about that? I guarantee you, in 1995, on Halloween night, when those people gave me a Bible tract, they never thought that 30 people would be sitting here this morning. Listen to somebody preach, amen? Because I know I did. They never thought that we could be able to do the things that we get to do because God is so gracious. The lives are being changed and all those things. Just from one kind word. Just from, as my mother-in-law loves to say, God's word will not come back for you. If you don't know what to say, get your Bible verse and just say, hey, I'm going to tell you how good God is. John 3.16. Or just tell me what God's doing in your life. Or just say, how you doing? You know, we think we got to have it all mapped out. But I'm going to tell you, what do we say? Lord, when I open my mouth, fill it and give me the words to say, man. That's what we want to see. God revealed through his people. So God's time is perfect, amen. Let's take a look at this. Going back to Philip, we see a couple of things here. He was obedient and he was available. That's my prayer for us today. Right? Lord, help us to be obedient to your word, obedient to your call, and available. It's always about that. You've heard this said many times. It's not about your what? Y'all know where I'm going with this? It's not about your it's about your availability. It's not about your ability. Right? So a lot of times we think, man, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. Can't do that. You know what? I know God says that every time he gets back here. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. But you know what? It's not me. I'm standing on God's promise. I know what he told me. And I know that his word won't come back void. And I know if I keep pointing people to Jesus, guess what? That's just my part to do. That's our part to do. Right? Holy Spirit's going to draw them in. He's going to quicken their life. And God's going to transform their life. It's not me. I'm the, the Jesus police. You know? I just want to tell you how good he is. And then guess what? People want to hang out with you. You ever had that? go, man, that's what's going on in your life? Yeah. And guess what? Sometimes it's not always good. Then they go, oh, I don't want to hang out. You know what? Things change, but God doesn't. So you hold close to God. You hold close to what Jesus is doing. Amen? Let's look at this. Back here, it says, but Philip never wavered. Man, when did that have 
that on your tombstone? Good thing we can start fresh today, right? Because I'm guaranteed there's been some wavering in my life, amen? It's just like that water out there, man. That thing gets going like this. I'm going, man, you know, you take a couple of good steps. They go, man, I'm doing all right. And then you take your eyes off the cross. You take your eyes off the Lord. And next thing you know, you end over your head. But let me tell you the good news. Just like you did with Peter. You got him back in the boat, amen? He'll pull you back in the boat. What do I always say on that story? Hey, the storm didn't stop when they grabbed him. The storm stopped. He loved him, held him, walked on water, brought him back. And then the storm stopped when he was in safety. So if you're in the middle of a storm, come on now. Does that mean he's going to stop the waves from going and everything else? He may not. But I tell you, what? Ain't no safer place, ain't that? Ain't no safer place. I know that's not good, Brandon. But you know what? There's not any safer place than in the arms of Jesus. Amen. Every now and then I get going to buckle and just flows out. Can't help it. Right. Got to be me. But you know what? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? God will use you as you. And he thinks what you are is amazing. I do too. Let's keep on rolling here. Y'all ready? Now, we're talking about he started right where he was. And I, I'm jumping on here. One other thing I want to share about that. Going back to that platform, he, he met this man from Ethiopia. He's a treasurer. He's got some big influence. He's got a platform. See, you never know who you're talking to. This popped in my mind. Have you ever just said the wrong thing at the wrong time? Yeah. I'm going to say I'm surely the only one. I actually do that a lot sometimes. Ten years ago, we started a new contract at work. And, you know, had all the new people. I didn't know anybody. And uh, we had to go to one of the, the centers over there. And we were going to meet everybody and everything. So I said, I'm going to go. Well, I don't know. They're waiting on somebody. So I go over there and go get something to drink. And I see this cat come in there with his cowboy boots on. He said, is this the place for the meeting? I said, yeah, they're waiting for some, some uh, the higher up guy. I guess he, he's too busy to get over here. He goes, is it in here? He said, is it in here? I said, yeah, it's up here. So he went, I said, man, where's that guy going? He went past that chair. <laughs> he went past that chair. I'm going, oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm working. I'm thinking, I'll sit in the back. It was, it was Brandon. <laughs> it was our big boss. I go, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and then, but he was so good at that later on. He goes, and what was your name again? <laughs> I said, my boss, Jack. Would you do that? I said, where'd I go? She said, 
They've got 27 men down there, and they are very irritated about what happened. They need somebody to talk to them. Would you please go talk to them? I know that you'll talk to them about the week. I said, just, yes, I'll go. And I went down there, and these guys were so upset that their co-worker had died, and they couldn't get to him and get him out. It was a terrible thing. And, and the guy had a heart attack. It was just, he was, he was under some pipes and stuff. It was just a terrible thing. But God opened up that door for me to minister to these guys. And I just said, come on. And I just started talking to them about the love of Christ. And I just talked to them about, you know, hey, man, now, we don't always understand everything this side of heaven. But I want to go right now and you know Jesus. And we're out in this parking lot, and let me tell you, the construction guys are crying, and they're throwing their helmet down and everything else, and the police chaplain comes up there, and he's going to get ready, and he says, uh, I think you're supposed to be here. I said, well, you know what? Everybody can use some prayer. That guy could have put me on the shelf a long time ago. When I went over and saw my big boss, he was over there, he was in the middle of everything, all the crime scene, the crime scene, all this other stuff. He came over he said, I knew he'd come. Thank you. He could have counted me out in the very beginning. He said, man, that guy's just a jerk. But he didn't. And he got time to know me and knew what I was about and knew what I believed. And when the clutch time came in, they didn't call somebody with a procedure. They didn't call somebody over here. They didn't call anything else. They called somebody that loved the Lord. Not perfect. But he said, right now, now think about that. That blessed me that I had the privilege. But you know what? I said, Lord, you know, I'm always praying, Lord. Lord, give me the opportunity to speak into somebody's life. I'll tell you something else. This is a God thing. Please hear this is a God thing. This is not a buddy thing. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Through the ministry, we brought donuts. We brought books that we did. We brought CDs and everything else. And we met with them guys. Talked to them and everything else. And then I guess the legal part of it, and I'm sure there's good things about all those things. And he said, look, we, we, you probably need to go to this class and you probably need to go to this and everything else. And I'm not, you know, saying anything bad about that. But I had that form and that was spitting and cussing and everything else come find me. He said, sir, what you did for my boys is far more than anything else that happened out here. Thank you. Praise God. Some of you guys got saved that day. You know? And, and here's the thing. We just walk in the light of what God's showing us. Just do your best. That was not a high day of faith for me. I wasn't, I wasn't all prayed up. I had no idea what was coming. Had no idea what was coming. But you know what? Just like we know from being in the coast and about storms, you prepare before they get here. That's why we do Bible study on Tuesday night. That's why I always say, hey, bring your Bibles. That's why I always say, hey, let's pray for one another. Don't leave here today without grabbing hold of what God's got for you. Now, you know what? That's not even the summer notes, and I know everyone's just leading on that. But you know what? I'm going back to two things in that story. My big boss took me right where I was. And he gave me the opportunity to share what my heart was about different things. That was years before this incident came out. But you know what? God planted that seed in both our hearts for a time such as this. You have no idea how God might use you. Just be available. Amen? Everybody doing all right with that? Sometimes we don't realize the platform that we have to speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. We think we've got to be up here. We think we've got to be in a praise band. We've got to be doing all these things. And I appreciate what everybody does and everybody serves. I want to talk to, to everyday Sally and Joe. Because that's who I am. God said, I will use you. Will you be available to me? Let's keep on rolling.
So the next thing I want to talk about is to start where people are. Amen? Verse 29 comes right before this here. I can write it down. I'll read it to you. So the Holy Spirit said to, to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carrier. Now, Philip just did just that. Let's take a look at this. What did he do with her? Philip ran over and heard the man. Reading from the prophet Isaiah, Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? You, you see, he didn't hem all. See, I, that's one thing I learned about my pops. If he told you something, he meant now. See, my dad was in the military and he was gone a lot. So my mom was there and she said, go put your bicycle up. I knew she was going to tell me three or four more times, but I'm just being honest. So I did it in a little bit. When my dad got home, put your bike up. When you got to the peak, <laughs> he wanted the bike up. I mean, put the bike up. And I was like, what? Woo! Wow. And my mom said, you're dealing with kids. They ain't soldiers. He said, that's my boy. He will listen. I get nervous when I hear that to this day. I'm going. I'm putting the bike up. You know? But you know, he was a soft touch anyway. But he, he thought that was disrespectful. He thought, what are you doing? I asked you to do something. Let's go ahead and do it. And very loving God, but he wants you to do it. You know, we got a very loving God, but when he asks you to do something, I believe he wants us to do it in his time. And that's how we see what Philip did. He didn't, he didn't just sit around. He ran over. Philip ran over. I love that. Sit so look at this. Philip was a tenant. You know, you ever see some people that are watching? You know, I always tell people I'm a people watcher. Why? I just think it's interesting. I'm going to make sure what's going on. See what, okay. Hey, is everybody listening? Are they doing okay? Hey, is it too hot in here? Because I could be preaching and go get the air conditioner. I can go back. I want you comfortable because I want you to be in that place where you hear the word of God. I want you to take everything that God's got for you today. It makes such a big difference in your life. Amen? Let's take a look at this. He, he was always listening and leaning in toward God. Philip followed the spirit of the Lord. He wasn't looking back. At what had been going on in the past, he was looking intently to where God was working presently. Now that's a good place to say that. Because we go somewhere, I've done this. I've been to different churches and many things are going on and it's happening. And man, people getting saved and healed and all this. And then next week, I'm still talking about that and that's okay. And then when something like that's not happening at the next place, I start to assume that God's not working. Everybody knows everything. 
or knows all the, the lay of the land. And I do know a lot of folks out here. But how does that tie into this? You know, we got to start where people are, right? Don't, don't hit them with all this other stuff. Just love them right where they are. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I did not go to church, but once when I was five and once when I was three. I had no idea why they were read in the Bible. Didn't know why they were saying John 3, 16. I said, man, why don't they kind of just say what page it's on? You know? Didn't know that. And if you're here today and you don't know that, that's okay. Because you know what? It'll come to you. It's got, it's got an index. And you know what? Chances are, if you start somewhere else, it's still a good place to read anyway, right? It's not a bad read anywhere. So what I'm saying is I'm standing the grace out there and saying, man, aren't you glad that God will take you, take you right where you are? That's the message today. He'll take you right where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. Let's keep on rolling here. So look at this. The man replied, how can I, unless someone instructs me, the nurse goes to come up into the carriage and sit down? So do you know sometimes when you when you're loving on people for, for the Lord, it might take just a little T-I-M-E, little time. You know, it might take a little investment. It might take a little follow-up phone call, right? I can tell you this. They're worth it because you know what's going to take time with you. How many people are here today because you got invited? Family, you know I invite you. Paul said, you've been here so long, he's out of his memory. I just keep coming. But you know, somebody invited you. Somebody said, hey, can't you come on out here? Amen? You know? And, and that's what we're to do. Well, let's take a look at this here. Philip took time. He took the initiative. He made himself available. Are you making yourself available to these things, these folks? What about your neighbor? I thought about that today. Right? My neighbors know what I do. And, and they're probably still praying for me. And I said, you know, that guy, isn't that the guy that just threw a weed eater out the street? You know? Yeah, I don't like the weed eater. But they're all like, oh, what's going on? And, and I thought, you know, what's all that time I'm my neighbor church? Hmm. Maybe I need to check in the mirror a little bit on that. What's the last time I've asked it? Because I asked anybody else. But I can get complacent about that, right? I mean, oh, yeah, he doesn't go. He, well, he goes somewhere else or whatever like that. But I thought today, well, once my neighbor went back in the house, he was like, why didn't you ask him? I was like, I don't have a good answer, Lord. So next week I'm asking him. I might ask him on the way home. What's God showing me? You know what? Maybe, maybe he's never come, or she's never come, or whoever never never come because you never asked. You might be shocked. Have you ever done that, guys? You ever see a real pretty girl and you never ask her out, right? What do we say? We don't say, "Oh, she's just not my baby. She's just too pretty. She probably she probably got dates all the time." Great example. I go, "Oh, yeah, you go." I asked her, and she said, oh, "Okay." Right? What are you saying? A lot of times you think, oh, all this is going on. Somebody's so busy they're doing this show they don't want to come down here. They don't want to go to this church. Oh, this person is in this position, so they wouldn't want to listen to me. Let me tell you, when you're sharing Jesus, you got the best platform in the world. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to stay. And it's a good place to bring others. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Well, let's take a look at this. We also see that he had compassion. Man, I thought about this when I wrote this down. I, 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 maybe it's just me. I think one of the biggest things that, that we lack in the world could very well be compassion. Very well. Now, when things get bad, you see people pull together in pockets, and I think that's a great thing. My question is, why does it have to get bad before people pull together? I'll give you another example. Maybe we just don't know how to respond. There's things in my life I don't know how to respond. I, just, I, I don't know. You know? 
But I keep praying, Lord, show me how to be compassionate in this situation. Show me how to be the, the mirror of Christ in this situation. And God will do that. We keep going and going and going, man. You know what? I, looked at, I wrote this down. I said, but look what the Lord has done for each of us. How can I not be compassionate? How can I not be forgiven when I know what God's forgiven me of? What, I'm going to pick and choose? I can't pick and choose. I didn't even pay the price he did. So when you think about it, as I grow in the Lord, I go, wow. Man, his grace is amazing. And that just sounds so short-circuited for what's going on. I mean, amazing. I mean, just something else. I mean, he'll take you where you are. What does Tony say a lot of times? There's nothing you can do for him to love you what? Any less. There's nothing you can do that he's going to love you anymore. That's amazing. That's the amazing grace. See, a lot of times we think it's about how much we love God. But if we look at the New Testament right in the covenant, we see how much he loves us. He said, blood. Right? Not that of animals, right? Jesus Christ, the Lord of the universe, came to pay the price for us. Let me tell you what. And you know what? We need to have compassion on others that don't know him. And for those that do know him, and all of us, when we miss tomorrow, get back in the game and keep on going on. Are we ready for another story? Somebody say amen. amen. Fact and refresh. Just came down the road yesterday. And Miles, I think I beat you to Chick-fil-A yesterday. This is her. Right? We have a little thing because one of us is going to go to Chick-fil-A on, on Saturday. Went to Chick-fil-A. I'm over, and I'm talking. You can tell we're going to Chick-fil-A. The little girl comes out of the back. She goes, you came in today. You didn't go through the drive-thru. Okay. Yeah, that's a long line. And the other guy's ringing up. He goes, uh, your wife came through here yesterday. And I told my buddy, I said, we paid a light bill. He said, well, I must have played a water bill. We're here five times a week. <laughs> he loves the Chick-fil-A. So I'm there. I get the order. I'm just standing there. And I look over, and I see this guy, long hair. Three earrings, a couple tattoos, and a, like a motorcycle shirt. I thought that dude looks like somebody I jammed with. And I just looked over at him. And he goes, how you doing? I'm good. But also what he had on, he had this big chain. He had this big cross, man. Ooh, ooh. He had a Jesus beacon. Same with Pumper. I said, I got to talk to that guy. I want to talk to that guy. So you know what I did? I said, hey, what's up? He goes, hey, man, this guy is just happy. And I said, what's up? He goes, hey, all right, man. I said, we got some good food here. Yeah. I said, man, I really like that necklace. He said, you like that necklace? I said, yeah, what's it mean? He goes, well, let me tell you what this means. He said, that means I've been redeemed. That's it. He said, the blood of the Lamb, man, it purchased me. And people were going, I said, that's what he said. Bring it on. I'm like, yeah, keep it, baby, keep it. Hey, we stayed in so long, the guy called my name, I didn't know. He brought my food to me. I said, I'll get it in a minute. And that's the guy was still talking. I said, dude, this is awesome. You know what's funny? He was in a food ministry. He was in a food ministry. I said, oh, this is my message. I was like, where are you going tomorrow, dude? So anyway, we go. And I'm talking. He's just talking about, man, how, how happy he was and everything. He said, we've got a bunch of families that we do stuff for. And he says, you know what? He said, we're real busy, but three families couldn't make it, so I'm just taking stuff to them. He was gone. He was happy. He was praising the Lord. I said, man, it's really nice talking to you. And I used to put a little post on my Facebook thing, and I haven't done that one. I get back in the car, and I post something like this. Uh, can't wait to see what God's going to do today. God's, God's big plans today. You know, I just believe God's going to do something great today. And I'm sitting there, and I see this car go, <laughs> and I the side, I go, man, that's a cool license plate. I always look at license plates. And it said, shed for you too. And in the middle, it had like blood. I said, man, that's really cool. So I go to hit post. And I look at it. 
goes, man. I go, hey. Spirit. 
That's why I like, I think that's probably why I write so many songs and the band writes so many songs about a new day. Right? The next one we're going to share is called the Feet of the Father when we've done it all back. Man, when you're at the Feet of the Father, there's no greater place. There's no greater place because He's washing over you with forgiveness and love and His blessing. And I go back to that license plate, shed for you too. Jesus shed His blood for all of us. Amen. Well, we take a hold of that. Let's keep on going. We need to tell people of his love and forgiveness and peace. Right? Need to hear that. You ever need to hear that? I need to hear it every day. That's why we need to tell them the good news about Jesus. When I talked to that fellow yesterday, he said, you know what? It's funny. This guy was just in my head. He said, you know what? I didn't need to know that I was I was dead in sin. He said, I knew that. He said it was killing me. I needed to know what was bringing life. And they told me about Jesus. Mm. Do you know about Jesus today? Do you see how through, through the life of Philip that, that God wants us to be available to what's going on? So you know what? Whole takeaway. Are we available to God? Are we ready to say, Lord, I'm going to step in right where I am. Whether you're busy, whether you're not busy, whether everything's going on and you think, man, this surely is the place. I'm going to tell you what, God will prompt our heart. Give us the words. Give us the energy. And give us the opportunity if we're just available to Him. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today through the message that we see that, you know what? You want us to be available. You'll do the work. Just get us to be available. Just open. Less of me and more of Him. And I pray today through maybe some of the stories or some of the things or some of the scriptures in here today, people say, you know what? Lord, maybe I need to regroup here. Lord, I want to be available. I want you to use my life in a mighty way. Well, the first thing we need to do is this. Do you know the Lord as your Lord and Savior yourself? I'm going to ask you that first. If you were to die today, do you know for sure that you spend eternity in heaven? I pray everybody can know right here, right now. And so if you're not sure of that, we want to take care of that right now. Because Jesus has made a way. I'm going to go back to that guy's that license plate. Shed for you too. That means that the blood of Christ was shed for you, purchased you out of your sin, and set you in the family for eternity, and hold you securely. You said, buddy, I want that. Yes, sir. How do I do that? What must I do to be saved? He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, I pray that today is the day. It's as simple as being on your lips. Just pray this from your heart. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, today, I'm trusting in your finished work of the cross. Save the Lord. That's it. If you pray that today, don't leave here without telling somebody, you know what, today, brother, that made sense. Today, I call the name of the Lord. If you're here today, and I always like to go a little bit further, if you're here today, and you say, man, I have really messed this thing up. Well, you're in the right place. I think you all have, amen. But God says, you know what, I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger. And your greatest sinner, I'm greater than all that. And I show you my greatness by the love that I give through my son. Lord, today we are this tomorrow, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you, you have forgiveness, you have mercy, you have grace, you have restoration for each of us, Lord, we, we cling on to that, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you heard us clean and justified by what you've done, just as if you've never sinned. Lord, you know me and that brother talked yesterday and we both ran to this verse. In Romans 8, I say it a lot, and it's so amazing. 
we started talking about this verse at the same time. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Therefore there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Amen. And it goes on from there and says, Nothing separates us from the love of Christ. I want you to hear that today. I want you to believe that today. I want you to grab hold of that today. Even when you blow it, grab hold of that. Even when, you know what, you don't feel saved, you go with what God said because it's, our emotions will be all over the place. But God's word doesn't change. It does the changing in our lives. Lord, have your way in our hearts. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Bless you, Jesus.